Welcome to another inspiring podcast from C3 New Hope. For more information about our church and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au. Alrighty. Well, good morning. It's a good day to be in the house of God together, isn't it? We missed the Christmas day. We missed the first. So I've got to preach for three hours to catch up. So we're all there. Talk about getting a drill before you even begin, eh? How many pages has he got? What's he going to do? Here's he going to say? Well, you will, you will be in for a nice surprise, I certainly hope. Uh, the theme is foundations. And... Uh, a couple of years back, I don't know if you remember this story, but there was a guy who was out on a ride on mower uh, doing some council work and he cut off the bottom part of his leg. And um, a very serious thing, cut, cut the leg off from the half down here. And it happened early in the morning and I was on, in my car on the way to work about 6.15 in the morning and after a certain amount of time, the radio presenter said this guy had cut off the bottom of his leg. However, he was in a stable condition. And I thought, well, he couldn't be in a stable condition, could he? <laughs> because he'd be a bit wonky because his leg's not in the right place. Foundations. And over here we, oh, we did have, here's a, here it is here now. Over here we have a, um, what do you call these things, Matt? A music stand. And it's got three legs. Now, if you imagine I took one of those legs away, how stable would this be? Would it stand up? No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't at all. So the, the idea of having three things stable and in place is important. And here we have the three things we're going to be talking about over the next little while. Worship, prayer and the Word. And without one of those three things, we become unstable. And it's not hard. And then as I was sitting here this morning, I thought about the body. And I thought about our... our uh, how we stay alive. And obviously your lungs bring in air. And lungs, I would say, is like prayer. It's communion with God. It's breathing. If you don't have lungs, can you live? No. And worship is like the heart. The heart pumps the oxygen that we receive from our lungs around our body. To make, if, you don't, if your heart stops working, can you live? So worship must be part of this integral part of who we are. And then finally, the Word. It senses our direction. It's our mind. It's our feelings. It determines and governs where we head, where we set our uh, sights. And so worship, prayer, and the Word, the three things that will creep, creep, (laughs) the three things that will keep the Christian stable. So today I've had the pleasure of being able to talk about worship. And uh, worship is a, we would say, is a very personal thing. Some people say, oh yeah, it's, very, it's also a very public thing. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of truth in, in the pendulum of worship. There's worship about God. Some of the, uh, I, I grew up in, in a Pentecostal church old time we used to sing scripture and song who remembers scripture and song if you're you know born in, in the 
60s or above, you would you probably know it. And we used to sing worship, a great way to remember things. I used to teach my kids my phone number by by singing it. <laughs> oh four one four eight six nine five five five. So Ebony, when she was about five or six, could go, oh, four, one, four, eight, six, nine, five, five, five. We remember things by putting things to tune. And scripture and song was something absolutely paramount to formation of faith within me and, and helping my lungs to breathe and helping my senses to be in the right place and helping to shape my mind and my mindset in how I want to live. And uh, there's some great, theory songs, isn't it? I remember growing up on Jeff Bullock and, you know, some people poo-poo his name now because things went wrong, but he has some really wonderful songs. And uh, one of those songs, there's two forms of songs and there's another one as well, but predominantly if you would say there are songs about who Christ is. You know, I Exalt Thee is one of those. We talk about the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. It's the songs that extol the name of Jesus, that, that we declare the wonders of who he is. And then there's songs that talk about us. One of my favourite songs from that area was I'm Your Child, from Jeff Bullock. I give my life to you, wholly available, faithful and true. And in my life, let your life be seen so that the world may know that I am your child. Worship helps us to identify who Christ is and who we are in relation to him. But worship is far more than a song. When Dan texted me yesterday to say, are you okay for tomorrow? I said, yes. I said, and here's the phrase I used. I said, I want to predominantly be speaking about how worship is an act of dedication of our life to God, demonstrated in loving, sometimes sacrificial actions towards those around about us. Worship is a lifestyle. It is the end result of this relationship I have with God. Worship is the way I interact with people. One of the most shocking things ever for me was to travel in a bus for 14 hours down to South Australia to a conference. And that conference was phenomenal. T.D. Jakes, we had a whole heap of great speakers there and great pastors lifting their hands high. And you know when they say you be the captain of the worship in your row and everyone puts their hands, they get gusto about it and they pull the face and they get the whole... <laughs> and they're doing all this. What shocked me and surprised me was that afterwards I saw those same pastors yelling and squabbling and demeaning the people at the... At the tape counter, CD counter, because they didn't get their CDs on time. And I thought all of that worship in the service has resulted in what? There's no change. All I see now is anger and bitterness, frustration. That's not worship. Worship is how we live. It's how we affect the people around about us. So let's have a look at some scriptures together. Colossians chapter 3, verse 17 says this, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Whatever you do, bake a cake. If you want to test it, come and bring it to me. I'll tell you whether it's good or not. <laughs> Drive your car. How many birds do you give? How many birds do other people give you? How many times do you get frustrated? You know, I've learnt now driving as a living, for a living in a bus, that it's just easier to let people in. 
Just let them in. It's no big deal. Don't try and rev them up and go faster than them and cut in and... I just go, and it's no use getting yourself so frustrated that you're calling everyone everything under the sun in the names. I still do it, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but it doesn't amount to anything. You don't get anywhere any quicker. So sometimes it's easier just to, you know what, I'm just going to take a chill pill on this one. The way we drive, the way we interact with people around about us, the way we treat other people. I think uh, I've been reading a book over the break. It's called Tuesdays with Mori. It's written by Mitch Album. I've read another one of his books probably five years ago. But this one I happened to find at the op shop for $1, bargain. And um, I picked it up and I've been reading it. It's brought me to tears. I've laughed, I've cried, I've been challenged. And in it, he talks about love and how love is probably the greatest thing that we can give to another person, to another human being. And love not because we're gonna get something in return, love for the simple act of being loving. If we're going to worship God as a church, the greatest, most purest form of worship is to do what our statement says, to follow Jesus, to become like Jesus, and to do what Jesus did. It's not the songs we sing, although they will help us. It's not the prayers that we pray, although they will help us. It's not how much word we can build into our knowledge, although that will help us. It's how we love other people with all of those three things being put in place. Colossians 3 verse 23 says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Ever been told to do a job that you don't want to do and you do it begrudgingly? How fun is that job? You go, no way, I hate this job. Oh yeah, I'll just do it. That's why you always ask your wife, three quarters of the way through the washing up if you can give her a hand because then she'll say no I don't need a hand <laughs> and she's already done it. you get off the hook sometimes it's better just to do a job first and get in and have a go at it but when you do a job begrudgingly it doesn't get done well but when you do a job because you love to do that job it's great same with worship so you know when we come in to church on a Sunday as a group of people you know, let's engage let's decide I'm going to worship God with the songs with the way we interact with each other. And I'm going to be civil and nice to the people around about me. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 to 26. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have a confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened up for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, verse 22, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. And let's not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let's be encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. What a great passage of scripture that one is. And we should draw near to God. That's an act of worship. Understanding through our mind what has happened and let us hold unswervingly to that hope for he who promised is faithful. And then let us consider how we can spur one another on. 
I don't know if you got to saw it, but I saw a post by James Murray this week and it's a great summary of Romans chapter 12. And so I thought rather than read Romans chapter 12, which we call do for homework, if you wanted something more from this sermon or from this message, if you take your Bible out and have a read of it, whatever translation suits you, I wouldn't go for the Sanic. No, no, just go for whatever translation that suits you and, uh, and have a read and digest it. But here's the summary of seven things that James Murray, and I thought, why invent, reinvent the wheel and why try to rewrite what's been written? Let's just read it and enjoy it together. What do you reckon? For, uh, number one, first one I was going to say, number one, he says, don't just worship with a song. Worship with your life. You see, your actions and attitude and words as vehicles of worship to God. Number two, don't copy the world's culture. Learn and copy God's kingdom culture. The more you do that, the more you will change for the better and you'll grow to know God in a greater way. Number three, don't be impressed with yourself. Humbly acknowledge that everything you are and everything you have are from God. Ask him how he wants you to live your life. Four, you have a God-given gift and you need to use it to serve your church, both for their benefit and for yours. Using our gifts to serve each other is one of the greatest ways to build and keep unity. Number five, love with words alone isn't real love. Real love is seen in our actions towards one another. Visible actions of love are more powerful than audible words of love. Number six, make unity your responsibility. Recognise that Jesus-centred unity and harmony in the church is more important than your personal comfort or personal preferences. And number seven, be a blessing to the world around you, even though they hate and ridicule you. Christian love is best displayed not with with lovable, but with those who are hard to love. And isn't that the challenge? Don't you find that the challenge? I'm sure many people, I mean, (laughs) there's a standard joke at Tyndale that the reason I exist is to be the uh, pebble in somebody's shoe, <laughs> to be the grindstone to make people learn how to love people unconditionally. And that my job is to stir the pot until people learn how to love properly. Probably a few people close to me who would say, yeah, I, I can see that talent that you have, Ken. <laughs> Loving the unlovable. I think if you would strip back everything that I am and who I want to be, That's who I want to be. That's why I drive a bus at Tyndale. Not because I enjoy driving a big thing that people are scared to interact with and I could run over, you know, thousands of people if I wanted to, but because it gives me an opportunity to interact with people who come from varying backgrounds, varying difficulties, and I get to be the encouragement in their world. And I live for moments where one young boy said to me in year four, I'm so glad that God gave me you as my bus driver. Because I believe that impact is a lasting impact. And the thing about this book is it talks about that. That what lives on beyond you is the love that you have given. And people will remember you not so much about the things you say, but the way you have treated them and the way you have made them feel. If you really want to worship God, 
Learn to treat people around about you as he would treat them. So think about all the interactions that Jesus had with people, with the woman who washed his feet with her hair, with the Samaritan woman, blind Bartimaeus, with the lepers, all manner of people who he treated kindly, fairly, and with love, understanding that he viewed them not from a world's perspective, but from God's heart perspective. And when we worship God, our senses, our feelings, who we are and the reason we exist flows out of that relationship with God. And we become stable and people begin to trust us because we demonstrate love. And didn't Jesus say that in John chapter 15? John chapter 15, verse 16 says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so whatever you ask in my Father's, in the name of the, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. And this is my command. Love one another. And if love is actions, then it's sending a text message saying that you did a good job. If love is in action, it's letting somebody else go through the door before you. If love is in action, then it's taking time to compliment somebody and to encourage somebody. It's taking time to smile at somebody. I'm surprised, I'm not really surprised, but the more you smile at somebody, smile is a universal language. When you smile, most people will smile back at you unless you're laughing at them because they fell down or something. I'm not talking about a a jeery smile. I'm talking about a, a genuine smile, a heartfelt smile, a twinkle in your eye. When you smile, the whole world smiles with you. They say that sneezing, sorry, yes, sneezing is contagious. Yawning is contagious and smiles are contagious. Sometimes the best gift that you can give somebody else is a smile. So I'm with you, I'm for you, I'm believing for you. Sometimes it's an easy way to demonstrate your worship to God is to smile at another person. And John chapter 13, verse 35. By this, your knowledge, by this, the songs you sing, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. Songs, attendance at church, being here, all of those things help. But if you have love, one for another. That's the hallmark. That's the litmus test. That's the determination. That's whether you pass or whether you fail. And God, more than anything, wants you to pass. He wants you to pass on his love. Follow him, become like him, and do what Jesus did. Amen. That's the heart of worship. Amen. hope you've been encouraged by this message. For more information about C3 New Hope and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au.